You're listening to another edition of the New Life Men's Podcast from New Life Church in Colorado Springs, featuring stories and conversations designed to strengthen and encourage you in your spiritual journey. Here's men's pastor, Gabe Jenkins. Welcome back to the podcast. Glad you're listening today. I'm joined in the studio by Dave Eitmiller, and we're going to continue a conversation that we started last week on sonship and living as the beloved son. Uh, but before we before we dive in there, Dave, I want to highlight a little known fact about you <laughs> that you are an ultra marathoner, which means for fun. This is your idea of fun. Yes, that's Some correct. people yeah. think this is crazy. Yeah, but exactly. To you, this is fun that you go up into the mountains at a high altitude and you run these crazy 100-mile races. Sometimes. <laughs> that, that is correct. I do. I do do that. And not broken yeah. up into multiple days where you'll run some, some miles, sleep run. I mean, you start, you run 100 miles, and then you finish without sleeping. Correct. And that's your idea of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, don't you get that? Well, you know, I... <laughs> you the, do a the, bit. <laughs> the difference between you and I is I tried one, the Leadville Trail 100, and I about died. And so I, I don't know if I'll ever try that again. Oh, I, I think you will. But how many have you done? Two. I did Two. 200s and several 50s. Mm-hmm. But 50s are something you can get your head around. Hundreds are the unknown. You know, you go into the night and you go into the mile 60 and nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen. And there is so much <clears throat> there that correlates to the Christian journey. Absolutely. And so what yeah. I want to do on a future podcast, I want to have you come back mm-hmm. and we'll break that down and talk about the connections between a 100-mile race and our Christian yeah. journey. Yeah, well. But uh, for today, I really, you said so much <clears throat> last week, Dave, that I want to unpack even more this week. Mm. And one of the things that you were talking about last week, in, in the context of living as the beloved son, is allowing the Father to interpret things for us. Because as men, it's natural. We're, uh, we're always interpreting things. We're always interpreting circumstances and experiences. So often that happens subconsciously. We're not even aware of it. And it is crucial to allow God the Father to help us to interpret things. Yeah. Say, say a little bit more about what this has looked like in your life. Yeah, it's so true. And I think I like what you just said, Gabe, that we interpret stuff subconsciously, immediately. We react to stuff. Um, and it's so helpful. It's been so helpful for me to go back to a situation like that and ask the Father to interpret what, you know, what was going on there, what was happening in my heart. And I think this happens in all kinds of situations. I think we'll have some things we can talk through on this podcast here. But um, I just want to say, too, that it, it, mostly, it happens in many situations, but through Scripture, particularly with me. Um, there have been times of out in nature or with other men or in situations with people but also through his word. And, um, you know, just for example, I, I'm in a Bible study with some guys that are inductive Bible study people. You know, it's, it's great stuff. It's cross-references and word studies and a lot of, of knowledge, which is good. Um, but when we're going through a chapter, uh, we, do it, we do it individually and we get together. And so in my own private time, when we're getting ready for that, for that Bible study with those men, um, the one thing I come back to in a chapter is, what, what do you want to say to me, Father, through this chapter? Yeah, I, I've got a lot. Of, I've got an outline. I've got some word studies here. I've got some, a lot of good stuff here. But what is it that you want to say to me? And um, this particularly happened in Acts 17 last spring. 
And um, there was a passage in Acts 17 where Paul sees the Athenians and he's talking to these ungodly Athenians. And he basically gives a little paragraph, which is like the, um, the history of the universe in this paragraph. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's just classic. It's, but it caught my attention. It caught my heart. And, I, and throughout the two weeks, I was getting ready for our study. And, and so I was sitting in my house alone. Um, Sue was gone. And I just went back to him and said, Father, what is, what is it you want to say to me through this section here, this, this thing that Paul is saying to these guys that grabs me? And what Paul says is that, you know, basically that God has created everyone from one man and he's put us in a place and in a time on this earth so that perhaps we might reach out to him and find him for he is near. And that caught me and I asked him, what, what is this about? And he spoke to me in it. He interpreted that for me, not just as it relates to not just cognitively what the scripture says but as it relates to my story and so to go back a little bit why that was important to me is that I have always wanted to is wrong mm-hmm. um, it makes me uh, think of a, an example or a situation I had uh, this last February or January something I was on a ski trip with a buddy of mine Alex and um, we were coming out of a hut that we had skied into, and it was a beautiful, quiet morning. It was, the sun was just coming over the, over the trees, and it was very cold. And uh, we got into this valley, and um, there's, a, there's a, a natural occurrence that happens. It's called hoarfrost. And there's so much moisture in the air, and it's so cold that crystals actually start to form on the surface of the snow and on, on any cold surfaces. And we're going through this valley and the sun is shining on these crystals that are, you know, an inch to two inches long. And it's just like these big fingers reaching out. It was just unbelievably delicate, intricate, beautiful. And, and my friend Alex was so enthralled by this. <laughs> he just thought it was so cool. And I felt like I wasn't really getting into it. And I, and I, I immediately felt this, like, condemnation, like, you, you, there's something wrong with you. You don't, you don't get the beauty of this. And, and I could have just said, well, that's just not something I'm interested in. But I asked the father, I said, what, why, am I, why am I not so excited about this like Alex is? And uh, I'm looking at this. I can still see this. I'm bending down looking at this and asking him this. And he said, you know, this, is, this reflects me, Dave. Mm. This, this, is, this is part of what I create. I'm, I'm intricate. I'm delicate. And then in a very non-condemning way, he said to me, he said, you know, you aren't. And that's okay. That, you know, but... This delicacy, this intricacy of me, this, this part of my character is evident in other people. And it's evident in Sue, your wife. Mm. I'm like, wow. Mm. And, and what he led me into there was that, you know, you can look for that. You can look for me and other people. You can look for the glory of me and others that you don't have. And you can appreciate that and celebrate it, even though that is not reflected in you. And so he opened up for me, and obviously there's all kinds of history in my own life about that and comparing myself to other people, but being able to be, to have the invitation from the Father to look at others and look at the glory of their life and how he's brought them into areas that are different than me, parts of him that are reflected in them that aren't reflected in me, and that's okay. So I, I mean, I just went away from that time completely surprised, you know, by what he showed me. Because I paused to ask him, well, wait, 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 this is not, this is, mm-hmm. what I'm feeling is not right. What, what do you, you interpret this for me. What, what are you saying to me through mm-hmm. this? And it was beautiful. And you went from 
possibly making an agreement yes. at a deep level of something's wrong with me mm. to allowing God to show you a completely different perspective. And I think that's important. One of the things that will happen if we don't allow God to interpret things for us is we'll make agreements because yeah. we'll rush into our assumptions. We'll, we'll draw meaning from different circumstances mm. and then uh, we'll, we'll make the assumptions and then we'll make the, the heart agreements. And that's yeah. where things can get really dangerous. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, it's, and it happens so quickly and so subtly, and then all of a sudden you're you're off on a pathway of an agreement. That yeah. And I had wrong. an example just this week in the last mm. seven days of this, where I was, uh, I had a situation relationally with somebody else, and I felt like they they did something that was uh, very disrespectful. And uh, the more I kind of thought about what happened, I started getting angry. Mm. And then I started making assumptions about the other person. And then uh, it was, I was close to making those agreements. Like, this person just absolutely uh, has ill motives. He c- cannot be trusted. And I paused, and I said, God, help me to interpret this. I've, I'm angry. I feel like I was, uh, that this was not handled well at all. And sure enough, the father showed up, and he started to help me to interpret that situation. And he acknowledged, uh, the father acknowledged that what they had done was was not helpful or they didn't handle it right, but he mm. would not allow me to go to the place of an agreement that that person had ill motives. Mm. Mm. And, and he helped me to then begin to see that whole situation different. And the thing that I experienced is the anger started to subside. Mm. Mm. And I started to actually think about this man from a different, a different place. And, and God was like reminding me these other aspects of this man and his, who he is. And I came to the, the point of not being angry at him. And I was able to engage that conversation with him when we, when we sat down to talk about it in a really healthy way. But if I would not have allowed God to interpret that, I probably would have gone off the rails in, in anger and, and bitterness. But it was in that moment when God is saying, hey, I... Let me let me interpret this for yeah. you. Yeah, and that happens. That can happen in our marriages. Mm. That can happen in our relationships. That can happen in our work environments. If we'll just be intentional and disciplined to slow down, mm. not rush to judgment so quickly, but say, God, what, what are you saying about this? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's like a posture of the heart is the the thing that comes to my mind, Gabe, that you speak that we live daily with a posture of openness um, that is sensitive to the things that are just seeming not quite right or seeming something worth you know diving into more deeply I also think as you're talking thinking about the prodigal son story you know and just that 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 son was coming to the father and what did he have in his mind he had this idea in his mind that he's just failed he's a he's a, you know just just come and let me be a slave you know that's mm-hmm. that's all I, I need that's all I am mm-hmm. And immediately the father's like, he embraces him, throw on the calf, have the party, you've returned. Like in that man's heart, that son's heart, he had to just, you know, totally turn and be brought up to where he really was as, as, a, as a son. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what the father wants mm-hmm. to do in those situations, isn't it? Yeah, the beloved son. Yeah. After the son in that story had royally messed mm. up, he was met with utter delight. Yeah. 
And I think that's one of the biggest things for us as men to really grasp. It's so hard, but we have to let this truth settle in our heart, deep in our heart, that we are the beloved son, Mm. that the Father delights in us. It's not based on performance. Mm. It's based on who we are as a son. And I'm so glad you brought up that story because uh, so many men can relate with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what was was your general conclusion about that story for most of your life? I I don't know. I'm asking you that, but I I know for mine it was, uh, yeah, I'm just the prodigal son, you know, the guy that screwed up. And God, in his grace, just decided, well, I'm merciful, so I'll take you in, you know, come. But there's, you know, the heart there is like, no, no, you're my son. I mean, you are beloved, my beloved son. Everything that you've done has been taken care of. I welcome you in. Here's the ring. Here's the robe. You are in, fully, completely beloved by me. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a that's a perspective of God's beloved heart towards you, versus being basically feeling like God's disappointed with me. My father's disappointed with me. And how many men feel that way? I mean, how many times have you heard that from mm-hmm. other men? All the time. Hmm. I think this is one of the biggest interpretations we need to allow God to make for us. Mm. And it's how does God the Father view you? Yes. We interpret so often. We interpret it or make assumptions uh, that he's disappointed, just like you said, or that he's disengaged. Yeah. But what would happen if every man listening would say, wait a minute, Mm. I'm going to get serious about this question. And the question is, God, how do you view me? Yes. Good question. Yeah. And... If every man listening would carve out a significant amount of time and stay with that mm. one question, God, how do you view me? Maybe I interpret uh, my life to, to say that you're disappointed or you're disengaged or you don't care. But God, I want to take this question to you. Yeah, yeah, and, and to be honest and, and in your unfiltered way to sit down and say, okay, Father, this is what I've concluded you're disappointed with me, or whatever it is, to bring that to him and say, is that what you think of me? What do you think of me? Yeah, and and I like what you said about carving out time to just pull away because the world is not going to support this time out. The enemy is not going to support it. So to carve it out, to sit down and to stay with it until the Father speaks that Mm -hmm. into your life multiple times. Yeah, we have to experience the goodness of the Father. I'm just thinking about the prodigal son. When he was still in the pig pen, if somebody were to come to him and say, hey, uh, your father loves you and delights in you, you should go home. I'm sure the son would be like, you got to be joking me. Yeah, right. Look at me. Yeah. But he had to experience it for himself. Hmm. He had to actually get up and go to the father and That's taste good. and see. Yeah. It wasn't something somebody told him. He had to go do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's true for men as well. This is something you've got to take this question. I've got to take this question mm-hmm. to the Father and hear from him. Yeah, he wants to, he wants to engage with us, but it, re- it requires us to engage with him. Like it was said in Acts there, he's near. The Father's always near, but he hopes that we would reach out. Reach out to him and find him, for he's always near. Mm-hmm. He's, he's better than we can imagine. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's the reality <laughs> it's of who true. he is. When, you, when, you, when we do draw near, it's like, wow. Yeah. How, how do we describe the goodness in the Father's heart? Yeah. And so uh, 
man, I, we want to encourage you to do this over the next week or two. Carve out some time. Maybe it's a morning. Maybe you get up into the mountains and, hmm. and hike and take your Bible, take your journal, and, and take this very simple question to the Father of how do you view me? And then on a daily basis, I also want to encourage you to pause and allow him to interpret things on a daily basis. Maybe you're having a hard time uh, re- relating with your wife or something at work. Allow, allow God to interpret that situation. Allow him to speak to you right in the middle of your day because that's what he longs to do. All right, Dave, thanks for joining us Absolutely. today Great on the to podcast. Be here. Yeah. We'll have you back in the future and talk about those <laughs> marathons. Okay.